Welcome to First Aid Copites, a podcast for Delaware's Liverpool supporters and their friends. Thanks for joining us on First Aid Copites. It's episode five of season four, uh, and it's the last episode before the season officially begins. I'm Paul, and I'm joined this week by Daz, who is in Baltimore, and Haitham, who is in Chicago. Good to see you both. Um, so the countdown's on. It's five days to go till we take on Fulham. What we're going to do here in part one is look at the final preseason friendlies. Was the community shield quite so friendly? Well, we can talk about that. Um, in part two, we'll, the season starts Friday. We'll look ahead at that, um, and we'll, we'll kind of check the temperature of how we're feeling about where Liverpool are and maybe thoughts about elsewhere. I'm sure somewhere in there we'll talk a bit about our thoughts about City and how ready they are. And then in the final segment, segment uh, we'll do our last episode, our last, episode, our last uh, set of thoughts on the Women's Euros. Uh, England uh, beat Germany in the final after extra time. Uh, and we can talk about football coming home or whatever. Uh, um takes our fancy so that's this week's uh that's this week's episode but let's start on saturday july 30th um uh which apparently was the i don't know what it was the 56th anniversary of england winning the world cup i.e the last time an english team won a international tournament um but uh liverpool played at leicester uh because apparently wembley was in use and uh they won three one, and they, uh, you know, from my perspective, they look very good from all sorts of perspectives, um, which we want to get into now. So I'll, I'll start off with you, Daz. If I think about the performance, like overall, what what, what were the standouts from your perspective? I thought it was a fantastic spectacle from start to finish. I thought uh, the substitutions actually made us look a little bit. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say better, but it was nice to see a different look because you could see that City dropped back five or seven yards when, when Nunes came on because they realized that he offers that threat over the top that Bobby Firmino is not really beating anyone for pace. But Nunes likes to play on the shoulder for the most part. And it's he's got the speed, he's got the strength and the agility to, to offer that. So I thought it was... So maybe we were wrong in thinking that Clock was going to change his system. Maybe he just changes the personnel and keeps the system and just gives people like the. I think what he said was he wants he wants to he wants what was the expression that he used? You guys can help me. He was like he wants to freshen it up. He wants to make us a bit more unpredictable. Yeah, because I think that that was one of the things that plagued us towards the end of last year. Was teams just entrenched themselves because they knew we were going to play pretty much exactly the same type of football, and they just stymie us on, inside their own eighteen yard box. Um. That does not to say that they can't do that, but they're going to have to contend with someone that's bigger, stronger, and, and can finish with his head now. And that's a target man. So I was, it was just nice to see it. I, and it's always nice to beat City. Um, yeah. I, I, just as a tangent, like the fact that they didn't pick pick up their, their, their runners-up medals not only speaks volumes about what type of people they are, considering all their fans are like, oh, it's only the Community Shield. It's the same Community Shield that you a-holes put on part of the Formidables. Remember that? Yes. It's right there on the front of the bus. When you guys were up on that your, your parade, the formidables were right there. So it meant something when you guys won it that season. So it just, uh, it's the fact that they said that it didn't mean anything was belied by the fact that they didn't get their medals, which meant it was such a moody way of saying that it absolutely meant something. Right. Um, but I, it's, I know it's a, it's a tangent. I just, I, I think... There was like there was some small stuff like um, misplaced passes, that kind of thing. It's that you, you'd expect what five games into a, into a preseason, but by and large, I think that if you're gonna if you were gonna put us head to head against City, obviously we beat them three one. But in, in terms of overall performance, I, I think that we are in terms of readiness. I think that we're the we are significantly better, the, more ready for the season than than they are, and the fact that we've we brought on blooded and as well as new uh, substitutes. Like it, it's, it should fill those that have washed with, with some, some glee. Um, and again, it's, 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 it's a Mickey Mouse trophy until, until you win it, as is evidenced again by the way that City viewed it. 
Yeah. I, so, yeah. so I think one of the things that, that I heard someone say was, if this had been against Crystal Palace, then uh, I think people would have been within their rights to say, well, of course, it's a friendly. I think anytime you face them, and you know, to your point, I think they, they were definitely invested in winning. Why would they have been so complaining so much about Virgil punting the ball into the stands after Salah's penalty if it didn't matter? Um, Which also brought me great glee to watch. <laughs> I, Such a shit house thing to do. <laughs> He's like, what are you guys going to do? Right, right. All of you. Well, I don't know if you saw the camera angle from behind the goal. Like they swarm around the referee immediately. Does it? It's like so, so sad. I, I mean, they're so entitled. It's just, uh, just embarrassing. We'll talk. We'll touch on them in a moment. Um, what I really liked actually uh, was I thought uh, some of the Liverpool's players, including Salah um, and Trent, looked really fresh. Uh, I thought Salah had a really outstanding game. Apparently, he uh, had a hundred percent pass completion in that first half, which is, I mean, I think for a forward, just astonishing. So, Haytham, I'll turn to you. Don't want to lead you on Mo Salah, but there, there were a lot of performances that we could take heart in. Yeah, he looks uh, pretty fit and fresh compared to, and I'm talking about Salah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, compared to the end of last season, and I actually uh, heard some commentary about it earlier today. They were talking about the form that he's in. And, and you know, the question was like, is it really good that he's, he's at top level? I mean, obviously, we've seen him the three or the four matches that he's played in. And, you know, I just, I was surprised, you know, to see him in that form, especially after, you know, seeing the pictures when he was signing and, and you know, he, he's by the pool. I'm like, this guy's not doing anything. But obviously, he's been taking care of himself. Uh, but back to the, the conversation that I was uh, referring to, and 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 what they were saying basically um, is is okay, yeah, he's he's in top form at this point, and and probably his form just like the last last year is going to carry him towards the end of the year um, or right around the World Cup or whatever. But he has about a month basically to rest, not like the you know like trend. You know, uh, will probably play for England, Verge, all of those um, players. So, uh, yeah, and I kind of agree with it. You know, uh, I just, I'd like to see him, you know, go in full force from the beginning. Uh, and it was great to see uh, Trent, you know, I, I totally agree with you. He was, you know, just his passing, his crosses. There's just, there's an extra uh, crispiness to them. And at the same time, I've, I don't know what he's been doing, but it looks like he's buffed up a little bit too. Um, you know, maybe he's, you know, he's, he's, he's uh, trying to follow my regiment, but I'm not buffing up. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, but it's, it's not helping me. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, overall, I thought uh, it was a great watch. I had no expectations going in. It was, you know, you guys had the conversation earlier about the community shield and, and what it means. Um, you know, I just, I wanted to watch Liverpool play. Um, city and and did not expect it to be that big of a spectacle or or um, uh, that uh, great of a game uh, and it was I have nothing bad to say about the whole game um, you know uh, I think you mentioned like you know miss passes and all that stuff I just I did not see those <laughs> uh but yeah i i enjoyed it tremendously uh just one one thing to mention about nunez um i think um and, and you know i think you guys shared this view with me i think it's going to be something special i mean everything about him so far his runs um even his headers you know the way he jumps off for headers or whatever it's just like oh uh, not all um forwards can do that and and i don't know i just sense something special with him you know barring hopefully no injuries or whatever uh, but i think it's just going to kick on I, I am frankly a bit nervous that sean keeps repeating what i said like two or three episodes ago about like if he kept up his numbers or he scored uh, against his expected goals like he did in portugal he'd get 30 goals in the season and sean's conveniently forgotten the first part of that and now he's telling everyone and you've seen it that i said he's going to score 30 goals this season um, yeah, I just. Uh, do you think Nunez should start Nunez on Saturday, or 
No, Bobby, no. soften them up for a couple of minutes and then put them yep. on. Oh. Yep. I, 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 sorry, Paul. Just real quickly, I don't think he should start. I don't think we need thirty goals for him. If you get ten for him, I'm, I'll be the happiest person on the planet. I just uh, anything past ten goals is is actually a gigantic plus because I think we have others that can take care of, of you know, minus goals basically. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm not looking for goals from him. He's already halfway there, Hytham. <laughs> Preseason doesn't count. <laughs> so so let's, let's talk in the next part about um, kind of what, what, what happens going forward. But a couple of things I do want to touch on before we're done with this part. One is uh, the shape we think Manchester City are in. Um, I, I, I find it hard to rationally talk about them because Bernardo Silva and Rodri are two of the most annoying players I have ever seen in my life. Um, and maybe it's a recency bias in that, but um, that I, I, I took great delight from uh, uh, Silva's inability to to push Thiago over on the touchline. Um, he ended up sprawling. He was the one sent sprawling by Thiago. Um, putting that to one side, do we think they're taking a big risk? Uh, I'll go to you, Daz, with um, the players they've let go and relying on um, someone who everyone says is going to be one of the best players in the world um, and hasn't got a great fitness record. Who are you referring to in particular? Holland. Holland. Oh, um, look, I think Holland will score plenty of goals for them. I just think that I'm not sure if Pep is completely ready to give up the way that he's going. He likes to play in order to in order to fit him in. Um, Holland could have and probably should have slotted two against us. One was to, at the end when it was kind of meaningless, but when there was one in the first was it the first half where he just completely fluffs his lines. Yeah, that um, a sharper a sharper striker probably would have finished. Uh, he's he. I think he'll be he'll be a, a a really good battering ram against the the, the the quote unquote cannon fodder towards the bottom of the league. Um, I don't I, I don't think there's going to be any problem with that per se. That it's I I, I the, who's calling him the best player in the world? I'm I'm kind of struggling with that. Oh, there's quite a few uh, people are sort of saying you know Haaland and Mbappe are the new generation of you know they're picking up the mantle. I mean, this is a um, a theme in a lot of the articles written about him, not just by Manchester City writers. Um, you know, kind of he's a phenomenon. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a different level. He'll be up there with Mbappe fighting for Ballon d'Ors. That's the narrative. I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong, um, but I, I just I don't see that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, that could be could be down the road. I, having said that, is I think you'll you'll bag you'll bag quite a few for, for City because. Yeah. The way that they play and the space that they'll create for him is like he should be able to slot. Yeah. I, I'd put him over twenty this season, um, as long as he can. To your point, though, as long as he can stay healthy, because he does, he does seem to take knocks. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It's like City were good, but they again, it's preseason, so I'll, I'll put that, I'll, I'll, I'll table that. Um, I, they didn't look like City. They weren't the city and the cityness wasn't quite there. And again, if it's what their third or fourth preseason game, so I'll take that with a pinch of salt. But third, I think it's the third. Third, yeah. yeah. Well, and the fact that the both both managers put out the strong, probably the strongest elevens that they could they they could with. But I don't think Pep's bench is very deep, and that's another interesting. Another interesting point is, to your point, like getting rid of Sterling and some of his some some decent players. Zinchenko was a handy little player. I can I can see why he'd like to go somewhere else and probably log more minutes. But it's as thin as you are letting him go right now. It doesn't seems kind of to me. I would suggest that they that they are going to bring someone else in. Are they talking? Is it Cucurella from Brighton? I think they're trying to bring in. Yeah. Well, I think well, they're bulking at his asking price. So I'm like, right. really? Well, as of today, it, it would appear that Chelsea have said they'll 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 pay the fifty million 
but uh, it probably means that, by, that Barcelona will be right in behind them, offering him fifty-one <laughs> or forty-five, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we pay pay weekly installments? Yeah, I, I, I just, look. It's, city is city that they'll get it right, but I think we all know that you can't afford. You don't have like two or three weeks to get into your stride. Yeah. Two or three weeks, you're like you're six points back, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Well, barring like some sort of precipitous collapse due to injuries, like un, un, unprecedented a number of injuries, like us in the in the COVID season. But it's uh, I'm not sure they have the time to get it right. I do think, and I'll go to you next item just to wrap up City. I, I do think there's got to be a, a, a trade-off, right? Because part of the point about Haaland that I'd make is that, you know, his, his stats, are, I mean, his goal scoring is obviously one thing, but it's, it's like his first touch is not great. His passing stats aren't great from his time in Dortmund. And you kind of basically take out uh, one of your midfield players in that system. You, that means everyone else has to work a lot harder. And I you know, I don't know that uh, I don't know that they've necessarily. I mean, maybe it will work out for them, but I, don't, I think that's a, quite an adjustment to uh, to be one midfielder down in that system. Yes and no. So, talking about Holland himself, uh, you know, he's not there. Um, but I, I, you know, when it comes to like one of the greatest players uh, of this generation, all of that stuff, or the next generation. Uh, but I think he has the tools to get there. I've, I've watched him a lot on Bundesliga. He actually uh, creates a lot of uh, goals. Um, and and um, I think the past couple of seasons, I can't remember how many assists he has, but there are, if you look at his stats, it's not just goals. There are assists too. Um, with regards to City, you know, I think the... First of all, you know, about when we talk about their form from this past match and, you know, the couple of matches before then, we know that it takes City a while to adjust anyways, um, you know, at the beginning of the season. So the first few weeks or whatever, I mean, they lost to Tottenham with uh, 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 Nuno, uh, Spirito uh, Sanchez, uh, Nuno, basically, um, uh, last year, their first match. Um, so it takes them a while. We just know that. Uh, from you know, a playing perspective, uh, yes, uh, not having that extra midfielder is going to be an issue. But I think they need to adjust to him too, to Holland. Uh, because, I mean, you have people like Grealish, you know, just keeping the ball and trying to, you know, just keep it over and over and over versus just cross it, just cross it into the box, you know, put it up high in the sky. Uh, so there's, there's a little bit of adjustment on both sides. Uh, but, you know, I just I don't see why it would not work uh, with him and and the talent that they have, except especially De Bruyne. Uh, you have that guy. I mean, he's just going to put it for you on a plate to score. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're not up to their you know known self, but um, uh, they're going to get there. Um, just give them I don't know a couple of weeks. I don't want them to get there, obviously, but I just know it's going to happen. Well, I, obviously, I, I've got a little bit of kind of uh, uh, desire for them to fail. Um, so, in, in some of the questions, but I, I do, I do, I do I think do. there are some. So, so just um, so so here's an example, Baz. You said, uh, "Where's the stuff come from?" Goal.com has a recent article called "Killian Mbappe versus Erlen Haaland: Who is the future star of football?" I think that's the sort of. Uh, from um, Goal.com, that's like, that feels like one of those those clickbaity puffy. I think. Neil Jones writes for them. Um, uh, the, uh, who, who's you know one of the more reliable, I think, Liverpool sources. Uh, just in, and so one of the things it also says though is it's uh, that uh, Haaland had ten assists last year and he scored forty-one goals in forty-one appearances. It looked like um, so. So he, he he obviously does assist, but that's uh, apparently he's got uh, he's got fifty-nine less. Than Mbappe over Mbappe's career in terms of assists. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they're they're at the same level at this point. But I think, you know, a couple of years from now, it could it could get to that, um, and it's going to become the new Messi versus Ronaldo. Um, I, I, look, let's go down this rabbit hole for a second. I think the whole the whole point about look, Mbappe is 
is an unbelievable talent. But the fact that he decided to stay at PSG and I, I think that it kind of sullies or maybe muddies is the better word for it, uh, like what his potential could be because you're only really playing against the best in the world in, in, in the Champions League. Although he has won a World Cup, so that you can, you can give him that too. I'm just saying in terms of club football, um, I, I think for his own development, going to like a Real Madrid or coming to us, playing in a different league that that has a higher portfolio, for the lack of a better way of putting it, would have probably would have boosted his his already considerable uh, chops. I guess yeah. it just feels like he's he opted for the kind of the simple. They gave him a ton of money, like man, he's, like you're going to get paid, you're going to get paid, good for him. But I'm just saying in terms of legacy or and I'm not I'm I'm not one of those guys that's gonna just like cost cost out our shade because that, that's he's he's an unbelievable talent. But I think that for him for his own his his own like like overall uh, development and 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 prestige, I think that he might have made a, the wrong choice staying at, at PSG because it's it's PSG at L. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to who's playing for that 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 title, although they were beaten what a couple of seasons ago, yeah, the, under Pochettino, but it's, it just feels like Holland. I think if he really wants to, to stay, like he's done the right thing coming to to the EPL, and this isn't like an EPL a, a bias, but I think it's pretty much recognised that this is probably one of the stronger leagues in in the world, and it's week in and week out. It probably has better better competition. It's, I know that there's there's a debate about that, but I, I think it's it's generally accepted by by a lot of pundits that it's it's if you're really going to try and boost yourself, that's the, you want to come to the EPL. Yeah, feel, it feels hard to uh, think that the best player in the world plays in the French league at the, uh, certainly, but he's is young and there's still a possibility that he'll end up somewhere else um, before long. Um, you know what he could do is that now, now, now that he owns PSG, he could just like move them to London. <laughs> he could and call them LSG, London Saint Germain. Well, rather like Manchester City, they they're actually a team that could play anywhere, right? That's given ownership and everything else. Okay, final words on preseason. We played a a second game on Sunday, yesterday, July thirty first. and managed to lose three nil to a French team from the league we were just meeting. Uh, well, there goes that whole thing. Great timing. Uh, well, if you saw the well, we saw the game, right? Uh, I, I mean, honestly, uh, I think they had four chances in the whole match, Strasbourg. Um, but, I mean, I think the big story was that team could have had uh, what Kelleher, Ramsey, Shimakas, Keita, uh, uh, Chamberlain, Jones, and Jota. You would have expected them to get a run out in that game, and of course, none of them were available. So we ended up with a very young-looking team. Um, and a couple of players maybe maybe stood out, maybe didn't do themselves any harm. Um, one of them clearly wasn't Tyler Morton because it was announced today he's off to Blackburn on loan. So, um, uh, so I, I, I thought about the game, uh, Daz. You know what? I'm, I'll, I'll I'll punt to Hytham because I talk too much. So I'll let him I'll let him have first crack at this. Oh, I'm gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I I, I, uh, I hate saying that. Uh, to be honest, anyways, uh, I only watched the last twenty minutes because I was watching the Euros final, um, and and totally forgot about the match, and then realized that we were playing. So it, it appeared that it was a period of I don't know five ten minutes where uh, Strasbourg scored the three goals, yeah, um, and and they were all mistakes, which kind of. Uh, took me back to the game against United, you know, just, you know, three, four mistakes and, 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 and four goals. Um, so um, it was same kind of seven, the same. Yeah, say, yeah. Same 17 year old fullbacks played in both yeah. games as well. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. Obviously uh, Mbaya, I think is, is the right fullback. I think, you know, he has a lot of potential, but his, his pretty raw, especially when it comes to defense um, offensively, he's just, you know, his, his crosses are not there yet, but I think his uh, he uh, his tries are pretty well. Um, 
Well, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I enjoyed watching Harvey. It just, you know, he played, I don't know, 20, 20, 25 minutes uh, on Saturday. Yeah. And then the 90 minutes on uh, Sunday. So it was good to see him uh, still running, still trying to do something, still trying to score. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, I think, Daz, you, you made a comment about Phillips. It was good to watch him, you know, trying to <laughs> uh, beat the soul out of a, a couple of players. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it it is it's it's a preseason preseason match, but I think it was good for the kids um, to uh, just you know try to impress the coach, um, other than Tyler, because he kept talking about it in his interview about him trying to impress the coach, and he's you know gone today. Well, temporarily maybe, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but for the couple, season. A couple, couple things to pick up on now is it, uh, the. Cometio injury, no, Cometio, what are we talking about? Canate. Canate injury. I, I was reading a piece about Bakatic, uh, and one of the comments was, uh, why, why do we hype all these players? Because Cometio was going to be the next big thing, and we haven't seen him for, for years. Um, so anyway, uh, Bakatic was the other reference I was going to make, uh, along with the Canate injury. Well, I, I think that we have a lot of recency bias, right? It's we have a lot of lot of players that, that that show real sparks of 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 coming to life, and then they just disappear, and we forget about them. Like, oh, well, what about that guy? And what about this guy? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's an incredibly small percentage of young players that make it into Liverpool's first team. Yeah. And I love watching them play. I, I'm admittedly, if I had access to to more time, I'd probably watch more of the youth games just to see what they look like in their own quote unquote milieu, because. Curtis, you can see the way that, like, and I'll, I'll just transition to Curtis for a second because the way that he used to play was with more reckless abandon. Um, he was, he was like, he was the fox in the box kind of guy. He was, he was given more license to do the stuff that we enjoy watching. Whereas now he has to be more disciplined, so it's, he had to change his game somewhat. So we, I think he's lost a little bit of of what made him Curtis when he was younger. But it's, it, it has to happen at some point if you want to fit into a system where you're you're a, a cog in a very big machine. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair to, 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 to cast the, the kids out with the bathwater. So that the babies out with the bathwater, because a lot of these guys will go on to have really good, like really good careers potentially somewhere else. And like, Oh, I remember him. Like he played for us and he was, he looked really good. Yeah. And there's a couple of kids out there that look like that Beckett. He hasn't, he's covered himself in, in, in quite a bit of, of red glory. Um, it's just when I've seen him play, he's intelligent with the ball and I think he utilizes space really well. He passes it really well. He doesn't seem to be afraid. He's what he's 18 this year. He's he's still he's yeah, he's still got an umbilical cord attached to him as far as, as being a footballer. And but he just he looks like he's been playing the game with us for years. And I hope that he gets a little bit more time. You probably won't see it. Like it's and and because we do have a couple of break cl- break glass in case of emergency situations. Like we've had kids on the bench at, at European matches, even at on Premier Premier League games, and so it's it's not it's not outside it's not beyond the pale to think that some of these guys might get a couple of minutes. And it was really heartening to see some of them to, to, to some of them play against like big big boys. And Strasbourg brought their first team. They didn't come to to, to mess around. They came they came to play. Yeah. Uh, they didn't know what club was going to roll out, and for them it's. You're playing against Liverpool. That's a, that's always an excuse to bring your to bring your best eleven. Yeah, and Beckett really impressed me. I think Chambers. I can see something that Kid Clark that we picked up. Um, he he's got something to him as well. Like it's 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 just nice. It's nice to see them playing like actual football against actual footballing teams at of at, at, at a senior level. Yeah, and and I think that I think that. I've always said this about our youth, like the, the, the future is bright, whether or not they make it, for, make it for us or they go somewhere else. I, I think we've, we've got some, we've got some footballers and, and again, like it's, it takes years, sometimes years for these guys to get polished. The Wayne Rooney's of the world are, are they, they don't happen all that often. And you, 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 you can point to, uh, there's, a, there's some glaring examples of where it does, but again, like if you're talking about statistically, it's a really small percentage of someone that age making it and and becoming some like a, a, a recognizable world star at at, at that age, and yeah. I think we've we've got a couple of guys with given some time, and that's one of the beauty about Klopp is like he's not gonna 
shove anyone into a situation he doesn't think that they can handle. Okay. And, and, and I think that he shows them, he shows them the, the trust and respect that it will probably help them not only develop, but have them run through walls for him. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a testament not only to Klopp, but our, our, recruit, our recruiting staff and, and the overall system that we run. Well, I, I do think a lot, lot of it's about the system and the way it's changed. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think uh, 17-year-olds who end up being kind of world stars have got a, have a lot of things going on. Like not only they have ability, they also need to be probably physically bigger than someone who's there at typically their age. Um, but I think he probably is one to look out for, Bakatic. Um, the uh, yeah. Athletic had an article on him today. Um, uh, was it? And it was, was, I think it was Saturday. I read it today, and and they they had all these screenshots of him receiving the ball in midfield under pressure, and like his ability to find kind of short, quick passes and play out of presses was was really impressive. Um, Didn't he have a, a long term injury too? Last he, he did. He, he, he oh, missed. Yeah. He missed the end of the 2021-22 season. Yeah. yeah. So I came to find out he's actually Spanish, but his father, I believe, is Serbian. Yes. Played for Serbia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if this is true, but I, but but somebody suggested that Thiago's father actually played on the same team as uh, Bakatic's father. I, sh- I should have fact-checked that one, but <laughs> that would be a bit wild, wouldn't it? The age difference, what? Thiago's what, 32, 33? So it was his, fa- so it was, it was his father. Um, Tiago's father, I think it was a Brazilian international. I think they played at the thing, the piece said they played at Celta Vigo for a year at the same time. And on that stunning note, we're going to end part one and we'll be back to talk about the prospects for the weekend. Welcome back to part two of First State Copites. We are going to talk about uh, the weekend ahead. So on on Friday, I guess the season kicks off with Palace playing Arsenal, which um, should be interesting given uh, Palace have added a few more players and obviously Arsenal have added a few players along the way um, with their new collection of Man City cast-offs. Um, and we play uh, early, the early game on Saturday away at Fulham. Um, Let's, let's start. Uh, I'll start with Hayden this time. Um, so thinking about the Fulham game, what, what are your hopes and expectations for this one? Um, it, it's it's an easier way win, isn't it? Should be. And I look at it as, I'm trying to remember the year before they dropped back to the championship. Did they beat us at home or? Drew. True. Okay, and I know that because I, I remember they beat us uh, at Anfield. Oh, they beat sorry, they beat Anfield, but I think we drew at uh, yeah at their yeah. ground. Yeah. So yeah, I I just I you know I I have no worries, but you know if 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 they play at, at a level seventy five percent of you know the level on Saturday, I think they they should be fine. Um, I don't think they. Uh, I think we just talked about it. I think Darwin should come off the bench. Um, but yeah, we should should be. It's not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be like six or seven or five. Uh, but I think it should be a comfortable win. Yeah. So so the the two games we played against them in recent years at their ground have not been comfortable at all. Um, and I, I know so when I say easy win, I was really just being provocative. I, 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 I do not, I don't know if they've added anybody. Um, and I'm sure we could have done some research on this, but I, I do not recall seeing a single headline Fulham transfer. because uh, they like they had two of their best players last year were what Nico Williams and Fabio Carvalho, uh, neither of which obviously are at Fulham anymore. So, so what, what are you, what are you, what are you hoping for? Like, hoping not to be surprised by somebody that I missed. Daz, uh, I'd like to see us decimate, destroy, crush, smash. Generally, put them into an early grave. Just because I remember how gutted I was when they beat us at Anfield, I was. It took me a minute to recover from that, <laughs> and. 
it just it just felt massively deflating because I, I think that was right when correct me if I'm wrong that's right when when we started our that, that quote unquote decline yeah it was it was in the middle I think of the sequence of uh, home defeats yeah it was just yeah. I, I don't know much about Fulham either. I know that I, from what I've just seen, it's like they they were in the Iberian Peninsula preseason and they had like some successes and and some like they uh, they they got hammered by was it Benfica? I think yeah, it looks like they got beaten yeah five one by Benfica. They played Estoril, who they beat. They tied with Villarreal though. Mitrovic getting a late a late tying goal there, and they beat Nice. Well, I guess that Nice is an Iberian Peninsula, but yeah. Um, so that's. They don't. They, they don't look like they're they're going to get steamrolled. Like it's well, having said it, Benfica did smash them. But I, I don't know much about the game, so I can only I can only speak to the score lines. But yeah, to your point, I think we took their best player. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing get some cheeky minutes towards the end of a game. End of the game, if if we are indeed in the in the driver driver's seat. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Klopp will do that though. Um. I don't know. Like, does does he tend to do stuff like that? Like, trot out, trot out players to to to, to put the boot into their old teams. So, so I think it's very likely this is a team that he'll he'll do the the four two three one. So with two midfielders and and you know extra attacking player. Um, and and I I'm just looking here because I was at like Fulham transfers. First thing that came up was a headline which said frustrated Silver admits Fulham are not ready for the Premier League. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, that. It looks like they signed uh, Leno from Arsenal. Okay. Oh, they got him? Um, they got uh, Pereira from Manu. Remember Pereira? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No. Brazilian. Mbappo, uh, Mbappo from, um, um, is it Leverkusen? Um, one of the German teams. Um, he plays for Switzerland, I think. He's a, a Swiss international. Mbabo, he has like uh, dreadlocks. Okay. Uh, um, those are the ones that I stumbled on. Uh, but yeah, I saw the, the headline that says he's not ready or they're not ready. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just looking at this squad and some of the, I mean, these essentially, so there's a lot of players in there who've already tried to stay in the Premier League and failed. So, uh, well. Got a, couple of, got a couple of US players. Anthony Robinson's there, Tim Ream. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping I'm, the, the Team America alive. I'm, I'm still not, uh, I'm still not filled with fear. Um, so, uh, I, I guess one of the things though is Klopp does not seem to like early games because um, he says it disrupts our rhythm. So that that may be in Fulham's favour, but but I, I don't, I don't see too much else. I guess the crowd will be up for it. Although uh, I, I did read that uh, um, they, they're charging some. Like that, all the tickets are really expensive for, mm. for this game. So, so maybe they won't have any of their real fans there. There will be people who are doing day trips. <laughs> no, nah, they'll still they'll still get their regular. That, that's against Liverpool opening game of the season. That's one of the reasons that they realize that they can gouge because people will pay it. Mm, yeah. If we were playing against Brentford, I'd probably potentially not. But then I don't think that they they'd probably charge those prices. No, doesn't feel like a Brentford thing. But anyway, there's another reason to want us to win. Um, price gouges, yes. Okay, um, let's let's quit. So I, I think we have a sense that you know rolling in after Saturday because I think Sunday doesn't really count. Um, should be in reasonably good shape. Got options whether uh, Darwin Nunes starts or whether he comes off the bench. Uh, feels like we've got options and we might well play. You know, a, a more attacking system um, depending on how Klopp views Fulham. I think. Um, Again, I think there'll be a bunch of teams that will come up against this season, and uh, I think they'll we'll, we'll play a, a much more attacking formation. Is my my take? Well, I think anything that he can throw in to try and disrupt what people think we're going to play, I, I think that this year, you're, if he says he wants to be unpredictable, I think he might do that. Yeah, yeah. And the great thing about the five subs is you can you can ostensibly not that you couldn't do it with three, but you can bringing on five players, you can ostensibly change the entire the entire way that you play. And and I think you know, we talked about this. We touched on this with the community shield. Given the players on the bench, even with all those injuries, um, we're in a pretty good position to be able to to change things. Whether it was with Nunes or Carvalho or whoever, um, Keita even, yes. 
Okay, so let's one final thing before we kind of wrap this piece up, and then we'll, we'll talk a bit about the Euro women's Euros. Um, what what anything else catch your eye uh, in the rest of the weekend? And he could be looking out for. And the answer might be no, but uh, just for um, to Alif to be ready, honestly. Okay, it's, I'd I'd like to see him back between the sticks. I, and again, I, I I had a lot of lot of animosity in my heart for, for Adrian after we got beaten by Atletico Madrid, but the guy just seems like such a genuinely nice, awesome person. Loves what he does. Loves playing for the club. Obviously, well respected in the in the dressing room. He's he just I, I was I was made up for him. But it, having said that, it, it would still be nice to see Ali back between the pipes because it does provide us with a different level of confidence in the back. Actually, I did notice on uh, on on Saturday, uh, Adrian's passing obviously is not at the level of Allison's, but he wasn't kicking the ball in the middle of the field like he did in that game against Atletico. He was he was like trying to pass out, but at an angle, and a couple of times he just went straight out, which is obviously a lot safer than what he did against Atletico. He I think it it's it, 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 that, yeah exactly. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it did, and did Virgil he? just yeah he did, and Virgil just went at him like oh he did he never scored yeah. Yeah. Oh, I must have been busy getting my pint refilled. Dude, my my nails grew five and a half inches as I scraped them across the tabletop. Oh, well, yeah, and and I don't want to be negative. Uh, I agree with everything that you guys said about him, uh, but it just felt like uh, he could have done better with uh, the goal that City scored. Uh, but again, yeah. preseason, people make mistakes, but that's, that's just uh, other than that. You know, uh, shank pass or whatever. Uh, that was the other but, thing. That I so, he had both hands on the ball for that. That's a foul. Whether or not he I, had possession, full possession, you have both hands on the ball. That's usually whistled dead as soon as it's kicked out of your hands. Yeah, I I, I do think uh, the, the, the VAR was so busy with their offside lines for offside mm-hmm. that they kind of missed the really obvious. It's like, isn't the ball dead once he's got his hand on top of it? And how Schmeichel got a goal ruled out. Like, well, it's exactly the same thing with Virgil when he got taken out by, by Pickford. They were what focused on the yeah. they focused the on the, the, the offside and not him getting nobbled by that T Rex arm bollocks. So so what I did expect um someone to bring this up, but um so obviously our game kicks off early. The uh the five thirty in the UK kickoff on Saturday, I don't know if you've seen this, is Everton, Frank Lampard's Everton against Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. Um, that could be a really interesting game and could be a complete disaster for somebody. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like watching that one, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what, what one team is, is, is just not there, will never get there, and the other team is tra- still trying to figure themselves out. So it's not going to be... Sure which is which? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not. It's not going to be quality football. At all. Oh I, no, no, no! It's really more the theatre that I'm. I'm after. <laughs> well, that's just uh, you said. You want to watch? Who do you want to see fail slash succeed more? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it w- wouldn't it be funny if uh, if Everton actually did manage to win that? Um, I guess they beat Chelsea last year, right? They took four points off Chelsea. Um, yeah, they did beat them, and that's that's when they stormed the field, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, End of the season. I don't think it was. No, it wasn't that one. Was it? it wasn't that one? Game okay. after. Yeah, it's it, it's easy. Honestly, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough to to figure it all out because they seem to do it every time they win. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Sean was saying that they'd planned a bus parade or something for the first game, or going to like greet the coach. It's like it's going to be a long season trying to do that nineteen times if that's what it takes <laughs> to get the team on board. So, um, I'll, I'll casually mention then before we finish part two on on Sunday, uh, we've got. Um, United kicking off against Brighton. That that might be interesting. Um, in terms of uh, Brighton, probably aren't the ideal team. I would have thought for a team in flux to be playing, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. The only way that gets more interesting is if they actually bring the back. They bring it back a week afterwards for a penalty. That's the only way that that gets more interesting. <laughs> and now how it ended last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, last year, or the year before. The year before. The year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah game had, had, had ended and they brought it back for a penalty for Manchester United, of course. Yeah. Uh, no one else is getting that. And then of course we I think we touched on this, 
West Ham against City is uh, the later Sunday game. Um, that might be worth uh, looking into. Well, at least until City score, and then we'll turn it off like we usually do. But. <laughs> yeah, I'll take 15 uh, minutes off of my paint drying, paint drying <laughs> watching to, to give that a squiz. Okay. Friday, Friday's match is not bad either. Crystal Palace, uh, Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly, th- that that might be interesting to see, just in terms of how those two teams have evolved. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love, uh, uh, interested in seeing what uh, Black Jesus is going to do. I tell you what, he looked he looked good when I saw him here in Baltimore against Everton, but was yeah. again, I'll caveat that by saying it was only Everton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he he also looked great against Chelsea, which is another reason to be interested in the Everton Chelsea match. Yeah, he had a, a hat trick a couple of days ago. I'm just wondering. So this is a quick question to you guys: Is he going to have more goals um, than uh, last season? Yes, uh, this season. Yeah, I think yes. so too. Well, what what perhaps a more interesting question for me would be: Is he going to get more goals than Haaland? Because that would be hilarious. That could act as a great spur for him too. I'll yeah. show those bums. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's uh, wrap it up there. Um, we'll we'll obviously be back next week to uh, to talk about the uh, <coughs> easy win. Going to regret saying that. I know I am. You are. I'm coming to your house when they, when, <laughs> when it's not as the the, the 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 result is not what we were looking for. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully Darwin Nunes likes his first hat trick, uh, and then he's what. Uh, well, I'll be coming to your house for a different reason. Ten percent. Ten percent of the way to thirty goals. <laughs> Okay, okay. I, actually, I did this last season um, when Mo was scoring all his goals. Salah's going to get a hat-trick today. Salah's going to get a hat-trick today. Of course, eventually, uh, he shows up at Old Trafford and gets a hat-trick, which is very nice. Uh, okay. One day you said he wouldn't, one day you didn't, didn't repeat it. No, I did. Every game I said to my daughter, it's, uh, it's Salah hat-trick today. Uh, anyway, uh, let's leave it there for part two. We'll be back with part three to talk up the Euros. Welcome back to part three. Uh, this is our final uh, installment, I guess, of reviewing uh, the Euros. Um, we'll, talk, we'll just touch on um, the two semifinals, which I think were both really excellent games that uh, that we saw last week. England beat Sweden, uh, uh, four goals to nil, but I think I think the XG was was really close uh, in in that one. It was something like two point five to one point eight, uh, which probably is a better reflection on that match. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that. We saw Germany. Uh, I thought I played France, which which I was shocked by. Um, uh, and and hopefully um, you've got a contrary view, Haitham, about about those games. Um, lots of things to talk about. I thought Germany looked great, but then obviously yesterday in the final, England beat Germany after extra time. Um, I thought this was you know one of those games where you would say it was really fine margins. You know, a couple of bounces in a different direction and Germany have won. Um, where should we start? Where do you want to start, Haitham? I'll start with the Germany-France um, match. Um, so, you know, I think we, we talked about it in the previous episode where we say, or I say, that I didn't think France would win because... Um, uh, no Katoto, uh, um, no real number nine or good number nine. Yeah, um, and and they did the same thing uh, with uh, you know the formation, like what they did uh, in the quarterfinals, where uh, they put, uh, I think in the second half they put uh, the army as the number nine, and that's just not her. Um, although she scored, you know. Um, but I, I don't think that's her, her best position. Yeah. I think she's she's um, she's good with the ball, creating stuff for herself, but she's not um, a good target, basically. Um, and then, you know, Cascarino, for some reason, did not really have a good game. I think she's, she's one of their... Oh, before then, she was one of their, um, you know, shining stars throughout the tournament. And, and for some reason, you know, I'm, I'm sure it had... To do with, uh, uh, I think uh, you know the uh, number six for Germany. She was just Oberdorf. Tra- 
Oberdorf, yeah, she was yeah. she she was just you know uh, sticking to her like a glove. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you know Germany won tactically. You know, I think I thought it was well deserved. Um, yeah. France could have won; um, they had the chance to win, but they there were like a few chances that they um, just missed um, and and not you know made good use of. And then the other piece of it too is it just felt like deja vu. What, why isn't Mateo starting? You know, you know, when I started watching the match um, and she did the same thing. She came in and, and, you know, they started playing better actually in the second half. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, pop was pop and, and, and she won that game for them. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk more about her. Did you think uh, I, I, I honestly, well, at no point did I think France looked like they were going to score. I thought the goal they got came completely out of the blue, and it, and it you know it was very fortunate, right? Because it, it hit the post and hits the goalie and goes in. I thought I thought they had better chances in the second half. Um, unfortunately, um, you know the the couple that come to mind were uh, by uh, Basha, yeah, uh, the uh, left winger. Um, it just it looked like you know instead of making the right pass where, where, you know, someone was open, she just wanted to shoot it from whatever she was. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like, you know, it was, they were just a, a pass short of actually having a, a really, really good chance. Um, I mean, it was a couple of times. Um, and then Renard, you know, uh, a bad aim, <laughs> you know, she had a couple, <laughs> I thought she had a, a couple of actually good headers, but again, the, the aim was not in the right place. I wonder if she finished the tournament with the most efforts on goal, or possibly most yeah. most, most efforts because there were a lot of them weren't on goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I do think uh, the Germany looked quite good, and and one thing I should say is Ethan's prediction was absolutely correct. He said um, the final would be between England and Germany. Um, just just a word on the um, the Sweden game. I don't know how much of that game that you saw, but I, I felt like for twenty five minutes, uh, like. Sweden were the team that was likely to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it felt, it, it really felt like the, you know, the Mike Tyson comments about like everyone has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Once, once England scored, it felt like the confidence just drained away. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I watched the end of it, but watched the highlights over and over and it just felt like, you know, Sweden, I think within the first minute they had like a, a big chance um, yeah. that they wasted. Yeah. England, England, you know, it's just that deep bench. Um, it's amazing. I mean, you know, they bring people in and, and they're ready to contribute and do contribute actually um, 99% of the time. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I agree with you once, once that first goal, um, can't remember who scored it, uh, went in. Mead. Was it yeah, Beth Mead yeah. scored? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it felt like, you know, that was basically the uh, the dynamo effect, you know, started taking place uh, yeah. right yeah. then. A question for you, Daz. I'm sure you've seen the um, Alicia Russo back heel because that got more attention than anything. Um, is it just me or is that a bit <laughs> overhyped <laughs> as a, as like a, what it's they call just because it, of the unusual moment. nature of, isn't it? Like it's, it, it, it still goes in. It's like you knock it in with your hat. It's still a goal, but it's if it's a sombrero, then it looks better than a regular hat. So it, I, I oh. look, it was nice. It was nice, but at, at that point, it was like to your point, Sweden just looked like they they completely given up. And I think the goalkeeper made a couple, if I remember correctly, made a couple of couple of howlers in that game, and it just it completely crushed Sweden. But you know, I think that England came out deserved winners in in pretty much every contest that they were in. The Spain, the Spain game su- su- surprised me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just say one thing about um, uh, the Russo goal. Uh, it was it was uh, the audacity that was you know just like wow. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that you know it was an upmeck too. Um, so I, I'll give her her. Pro- that was that was that was a good goal. I thought it was a good goal. I liked it. 
So I had a debate about this. Was it a nutmeg? Don't you have to collect the ball on the other side for it to be a nutmeg? <laughs> she did collect it, I thought. Or a yeah, the net. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a teammate grabbed it from the net, I believe. Look, I'm like, look, I'm, 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 I don't want to sound like a ball bag. It, it was. It was, a, it was an impressive, it's an impressive feat. Uh, yeah. And because like it is, it's, it's, you don't see them all that often. And, and again, like you said, the, like just like, I don't know how she walks with balls that big just okay. to even try it, but it's, you know, it was, it, I mean, it, was, it was a lovely goal and it was, it was a great cap to a, to, it's like an absolute route. I mean, Bobby, come on, Bobby had a, a, a similar goal, but it was like, you know, a couple of yards from, from uh, the goal line. And it was just like, everyone was raving about it. Like it, 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 it was uh, uh, the biggest, uh, you know, thing uh, ever. Um, so yeah, I, I got to give her her props. It was, it was, it was thoughtful. It was audacious. Do you think it was intentional? It. Yeah, I absolutely. Was, I think she was pissed yeah. off that she'd missed the, the really good chance. Actually, <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's where it came from. It's like, ugh. yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought it was well thought to okay. give her. I'm not okay. taking that away. Maybe I'm the coma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk then about the final um uh or maybe we'll touch on some of the coverage uh the uh the unbiased <laughs> english coverage on the game um i know how physical those germans were um but it, it felt really close and it felt at, me- at many points it felt that germany was going to win um especially after they had equalized uh what what did what did you um i mean how how did you read the game uh, i mean i think until england scored uh the uh, the winner, I it kind of felt like, well, this is going to penalties and Germany's going to win. Felt like the obvious outcome. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there was uh, a lot of misfortune with uh, Germany, you know, losing pop, you know, it, before the game started. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, this, this game is over. I think I put something in the chat uh, for you guys. Uh, and then that was on top of the fact that, um, uh, Bull, um, as you know, um, uh, t- tested positive or whatever, she's basically quarantined, could not play. Yeah. So that's that's like you know two of their best players, if not if not if not their best players. Um, but I thought you know technically Germany was very sound. Um, I mean you know uh, the English um, team. Uh, I thought they controlled like the first 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, but then, you know, you know, tactically uh, or whatever, Germany started, you know, grabbing the wall um, and, and keeping it. Um, I thought uh, the scorer, uh, Magol. Yeah. I thought she was wonderful. Um, I did not believe it when the coach took her out. I was like, what are you doing? Uh, but you know, I've seen her score a couple other goals during the tournament, and 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 she's just she's so smart. Um, you know the goals that she scores. You know, just just um, her. You know, cuts behind and and all of that stuff. It's 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 just wonderful to watch. And and you know the goal. You know, obviously, um, you know the way she uh, ran behind the defender. Um, that was great to see. But yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, Germany has won it a gazillion times. You know, I think, you know, uh, when I reflect on it, it's I think it's good for the game. I just wish it was another team, you know, than, than, than England. Uh, but I, I thought it was good for the game. And, and the extra thought that I had is how this tournament would, would have been if... Uh, um, the U.S. were playing, you know, or were involved in 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 the, in the tournament. You know, if it was like, you know, what if it's something like uh, Copa America, where they actually invite teams from other continents to play? I, th- I thought it would have been wonderful because it's not like the World Cup where you have these teams from all over the place um, and and not so good teams. But this is like, it seems like it's um, when it comes to uh, ratings of teams, um, you know most of the highly rated teams were in there in that tournament. So, yeah. so, so I had nothing never happening. It's hard enough to win without bringing in someone who's going to beat you. 
Noticing Copa America, they don't invite. I don't know. They don't invite Germany, right? Yeah, I think they invite Qatar or Qatar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, to answer your just to look at your question, I think your name Pop is 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 apt because she does seem to like to have a pop. Um, She had seven on shots on goal, and she had nine off target. So I don't think you can overstate how big of a loss that actually was for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Miguel was with eight, two, two, eight on target, two off. And I'm, I apologize to my to my Swedish friends for potentially decimating this last name with Blackstenius. Is that correct? I think that's right. Yeah. 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 She yes. had eleven on yeah. target and four off. Yeah. So those are your top three. Yeah. Wow. Third to first. Yeah, I mean, you could tell how much they were uh, missing pop with their corners, you know, um, and 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 um, you know, free kicks or whatever, because there was no threat. Period. Um, even though there was that penalty, you know, shout or whatever. Um, I think it was from a corner, if I'm not mistaken. It was, and they never never showed a replay, did they? I saw, I saw the replay. Yeah, um, it was. Sorry, they never. I, sorry, they never showed a replay after the after they said, "Oh, there's a potential handball." They just showed it at normal time, at normal speed. So, so you, I wasn't looking for a handball at that point. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering who was showing. Yeah. The I watched it uh, when I watched it. Um, I watched a different feed, and and um, they showed the replay on there uh, after they'd said the checking for a handball. Uh, correct. Mm. I can't remember, but I remember seeing it even in slow motion. I don't know if it was right after or it was right after the game uh, was done. Okay, so um, by by the way, the XG for the. Uh, uh, England Germany game was two point one eight to two point three eight for Germany, uh, according to InfoGoal, which probably reflects, I would say, kind of the balance of the play. And um, yeah. <laughs> what's XG again? Sorry, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> um, XG is not goals, right? It's uh... <laughs> extra goals. And so goals. it bears mentioning that that they they. That according to the BBC, this this smashed quite a few different records. Yeah. Um, 17.4 million viewers on BBC One, another 5.9 off of the streams, the, the legal legal streams. Um, and then uh, it's and then they what they had like what 80 almost a little over 87,000 in the mm-hmm. stadium. So does it bear bear mentioning how like what what this means for, for the women's game in, in general, because I know that like that's 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 kind of a tired and trite argument to have. And yeah. People that are encamped in one side of it will never be dragged out of it. But it's it does suggest that like people are starting to watch. Yeah. So so uh, that that actually is a record for any like men's or women's Euros, that that crowd. Apparently it's eight off the uh capacity for, for Wembley. I don't know if that means eight people didn't show up. Well, um, anyway, it's, it's, and no one got naked, uh, know, right? Right? No, yeah. no, it no people singing like ridiculously outdated songs about the Second World War. It was no one forced their way into the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all very pleasant. What does it mean? Well, uh, I, th- th- I think that's a, a maybe we'll just do a quick one on that before we wrap up. Um, I think I've got my numbers correct. I think the average gate for a WSL Women's Super League game in England is is it. 2000 it's, it's somewhere it's in that range uh and for prem for the, for the men's premier league the average is is something like 27 or is it 37,000 there's a significant difference i think the biggest test will be uh, because the super league's clearly starting because we've seen from all of the pictures of the liverpool players doing preseason that the wsl is not that far away i think that's going to be the big test of what its sort of lasting impact is in uh, in England, because I think that's the place where it will have the biggest impact. I think one of the players in the post match right afterwards said, like that was what she alluded to, right? Was you need to come and watch the WSL games or yeah. watch the club level games. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Leah Williamson, the uh, the captain, yes. had said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what, what are your thoughts, Hytham? Um, is this a watershed moment, as uh, to use a cliche, or is this a um, it, it, will people kind of go back to their previous habits around uh, club soccer? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, uh, because of, you know, a couple of people 
couple of idiots that you know we've seen um over the past few weeks and i was saying something negative about the women's um yeah um you know game um coverage and all of that stuff and they're tired of it or whatever and some other guy was saying that why why, why are there um i can't remember his name uh, but he went publicly he's a lord or something and why are there um oh lord many- sugar sugar yeah yeah hey, he's we, the kind of person we don't uh, retweet by the way just yeah so <laughs> yeah until until those types of people are actually gone and and eradicated from society i just you know i think um you know people are going to look at the women's game from a different angle you know versus just concentrating on the quality um yeah. uh, and it's 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 very just it's a good watch it's a really good watch I, i've really really enjoyed it even watching you know teams that are not as good as the top teams um it was it was really in, enjoyable um and it's the same is true here in the us you know with uh, the nwsl you know it's, uh, I don't follow it as much as, you know, the Premier League and all of that stuff, but every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll watch a match and, and I enjoy it, you know, tactically, their sound. Um, Women's so, yeah. Champions League's final was was a, a cracking watch. It was, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, 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 to, to summarize, um, I'm hopeful, uh, but at the same time, yeah, you just, you know, you never know. Yeah. Feels like there might be a breakthrough, but as I say, I think the proof will be when the uh, WSL season starts and what kind of crowds show show for those games. Um, I, I, I do want to finish on. I, I shared kind of before we started recording uh, a LinkedIn post I saw from some English misogynist, frankly, today. And uh, you'll, you'll, I hopefully, based on our conversation last week, I think you'll find one of the points he made was that the standard of the soccer was barely above non-league men's football, and. And I was like, what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a bit more finesse to this than, uh, I don't know. Anyway, he claimed to be a person who went and watched a lot of football. Uh, He also went on to basically uh, try and persuade people that the the, um, equity, quality weren't really that important. And uh, he got a suitable amount of abuse on LinkedIn, which is usually not the kind of platform where that sort of stuff happens. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Linked out, man. Linked right, right. out. Well, well what, what's somewhere? So there were so many funny things, but I'll leave, finish with one. What was so funny was someone pointed out that LinkedIn had actually sponsored the women's Euros. <laughs> <laughs> so they might have a different view to him. And we'll leave it there. Um, okay. Uh, we will be back next week after Liverpool have taken on Fulham. And hopefully I haven't jinxed them. Um, thank you so much, Python. Thank you so much, Daz, for joining me today. Uh, I think we will be back next week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Follow us at First Day Copites on Twitter. We only tweet and retweet from sources we think are credible. Finally, music is courtesy of Hypnotic. They're a Welsh electro pop band, and you can find them at https colon forward slash forward slash hyperfollow.com forward slash hypnotic. Hypnotic is H Y P E N O T I C. Thanks so much to them.